Hey guys, welcome to this episode where I have an amazing conversation with the Rune Balchandani, all around physiology, the kingdom, autoimmune, uh, and and how to be able to overcome any sort of autoimmune response within the body and even you know the body of Christ. Uh, this whole episode is filled with so many beautiful uh, metaphors and pictures. And this is one of the reasons I love talking with the Rune. Um, things just start to get mystical, right? You start to see in pictures the relationship in which Jesus Christ operates with us here on the earth. So really pumped up for this one. This episode here today, guys, is brought to you by our newest Kingdom Health Experience that kicks off. Let me check my calendar here real quick. It kicks off on February 5th. So that is February 5th. We are going to be starting the fasting lifestyle experience. So what this is, is this is going to be a full-on course that will be released to you guys with complete access to uh, the fasting lifestyle ebook on the back end as well too, where you will get uh, videos, text, pictures, all of that fun stuff describing to you how to do three things. And those three things are how to be able to use fasting for supernatural health, amazing Christ connection, and effortless fat loss. So with that, there's no other product or experience out there that is um, really diving into, to my knowledge, there might be somebody else doing it, and I just don't simply know it. But to my knowledge, there's nobody else out there who is really going to this next level and detailing out how to use fasting for both Christ connection and your health. So super fun to be able to look at fasting from a kingdom lens with that. One of the things that we're going to be doing as well, too, is starting February 5th, those of you who choose to join will get access to joining a group coaching program exclusive for the launch of this program. So what that looks like is if you follow the link within the show notes of this podcast, uh, you will be able to go to a Mighty Network link where you can join or sign up for this fasting lifestyle two-week group coaching experience where not only will you get access to the full course, but as a pre-order bonus, we're going to do two weeks of coaching where I'll guide you through how to be able to do a full day fast, how to be able to utilize intermittent fasting, and how to be able to dive into an even deeper two, three, four, five day fast, all within two weeks. So great experience for you to be able to join into to just simply, uh, you know, if you want to drop a few pounds, it's a great way to kickstart that off. If you've been feeling Christ calling you into a season of fasting, but you know that it'll be easier with other people and to learn how to do it uh, righteously, because maybe you haven't really learned how to fast righteously, because this is something that kind of feels forced on a lot of people, especially in the body of Christ. So um, if you're looking for a redemption of fasting, this is it. Pre-order bonus is two weeks of group coaching with myself. Um, So really excited to be able to walk through that with you guys. I won't be doing an experience like that, um, you know, in the future with the program. To my knowledge, nothing's planned at this moment in time with it. So Uh, hop on into that pre-order bonus if you guys want to join that. If you're already in our mighty networks with Kingdom Health Blueprints, you can find the link within the app as well too. So thank you guys so much for listening in. I'll let us go ahead and dive on into this awesome conversation with Arun Balchandani. Love you guys. I think it'd be cool to open up today and talk about what I'm drinking, Arun, because I think you'll appreciate this. Um, I've been loving this animal-based protein shake where it's raw milk from the farm, uh, eggs and honey. And man, it just Mm -hmm. tastes like, it tastes exactly like kind of, um, 
you know, the bottom of a bowl of cereal when it's all sugary, like <laughs> yeah, Frosted yeah, Flakes yeah. or Fruit Loops, you know, it kind of tastes like the milk from that. Have you tried it before? Um, I've done, um, I've done the raw milk. I've done the raw honey. I've done the egg yolks, uh, added some fruits, um, added all types of things that are very good and nutritious. So yeah, I love it. Super cool, man. Yeah. Well, Hey, I'll give you a quick introduction then we'll just dive on in, man. All right. Um, so for those of you guys listening on in just first off, thank you for coming on over to the kingdom health podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and take a moment, whatever platform you're on, and just simply subscribe over if you're on uh, Spotify or if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. So that way you guys can see more of what we're putting out here. Our mission is really just to be able to have a place where we can jam out on all things health, fitness, and Jesus Christ and have a hell of a lot of fun while we do it as well. And today I've got um, just a great guy, one of my favorite guys, Arun Balchandani coming on in, who is a wealth of knowledge on all things uh kingdom and physiology uh learned from him and both of those gotten the chance to jam out with him uh and tanner uh during the kingdom health conference earlier this year and learned from him um in a few other ways within his momentous program um and through dub alexander school of kingdom so uh the first thing i think that interests me about you arun was just how you combine the body and our relationship with Jesus and just the spirit so beautifully. I'd never seen anybody who put it the way that you did. So that was the first thing that actually caught my eye um, mm -hmm. about you through that, uh, you know, encounter with uh, within Dub's program when we went through communion. So I'm um, super excited for you to be here, man. Love to give you a chance just to kind of give a quick introduction before we dive in too. Yeah, you know, just to... Um catch what you said i mean if we just look really uh, clearly at scripture and we look a, specifically let's say at romans we'll see that the hope to which we have been called correlates uh with the redemption of the body and it's so important that we get our physicality uh, connected in with this mysticality in christ like our union with christ our union with christ is highly mystical right and oftentimes yeah. it's a spirit to spirit dynamic or at least we think it is and then we, we've been redeemed, we've been given a fresh, a new uh, soul, and we have this body that's undergoing transformation and transfiguration. And the scriptures say, like, our body is, is groaning as creation's groaning for the revealing of our manifestation. Um, our bodies are groaning for its own redemption. And that's not just a redemption that we experience after this life in this earth suit. It's actually an experience, a phenomenon of transformation. Um, the scripture talks about transfiguration and we all understand metamorphosis. So it's a process of becoming. Um, and I think before I kind of just intro myself a little bit more, just understanding that the spirit of God was given to the body and it says that the spirit of God uh, will be poured upon all flesh, right? And then we see that Jesus Christ said, hey, listen, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come and make his home in you. And, you know, we understand that we became the dwelling place and we became the temple. No longer do we need to worship in Jerusalem or in the temple but we get to worship in spirit and truth within our heart and within our physical body. 
And so there's this tabernacle, there's this temple, this physical body that we've been given, and why not optimize it? And why not uh, do everything we can within our union with God to be led by the spirit to transform our physical bodies? And this is a quote from a good friend of mine, Kirby Delanerol, but he had mentioned, you know, oftentimes, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, um, we want to be led by the spirit, but our body isn't sensitive to the leading of the spirit. Mm. So we need our body. Uh, we need to tune our bodies uh, to become more sensitive to the leading of the spirit. And again, just to drive this home even more, if the spirit was given to the flesh, all right, the physical body, then if we tune the physical body, are we then making it more receptive to the Holy Spirit? Yes, obviously, because the physical body is the dwelling place of Christ, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, Holy Spirit. And so you see how it all connects. So it's just like, uh, and then we have, again, like we have the, we have the understanding that the spirit of God is, is brooding upon the physical body. Um, uh, we understand that the spirit of God is tuning our bodies, you know, because the spirit of God is dwelling within our body. And so again, we're having a relational connection with the Holy spirit in our physical body at all times. And so sometimes uh, when we tune our body or our, our body begins to be in health, we can begin to interface with the Holy spirit and get to know him in a deeper and more comprehensive way, you know? And so there's just a little bit about the body and, and like why it's so important to me now as an intro a little bit, I have a background in physiology, just studying, um, you know, pre-med in college. And, you know, I didn't finish my studies. Um, um, I had a visitation of Jesus Christ in college. Um, and then there was a different plan, uh, a different journey for me uh, than finishing my schooling. I was led uh, really sovereignly by God to come to a place, uh, Redding, California uh, in 2008, and to um, learn from a person, uh, Bill Johnson, who has a place called Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry or Bethel Church. And uh, I came here and it was, it, was very, it was very amazing because it was my first uh, experience with God. And my first church experience was actually here. So like I had been converted and that's a whole nother story. I had been born from Amazing above. Story there <laughs> Your story yeah. still is like one in my head. I'm just like, man, that's yeah. a tough one. <laughs> yeah, we, we may dive into it in part one or part two. I don't know. We, yeah. Maybe part three. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was visited by Christ. And, you know, we can always get into that more. Um, and led here. And I lived here off and on. And I now just recently with my wife bought a home here. Um, recently. So we really planted roots here. Um, and we love this place um, and starting to do things locally in the community and uh, things like that. So um, yeah, so background in health, um, kind of a, a family that's oriented that way. My dad's an MD, my brother's a DC, so medical doctor, doctor of chiropractic. My heart was to become a DC and then go to uh, medical school to fuse allopathic uh, and more of a naturopathic or a holistic uh, health paradigm together as one. 
Um, and that was, that was my, my desire at that time, but again, different plans. And I'm really happy for where I ended up and everything like that. Uh, but you know, training with people and the mind body connection and peak performance individuals like Wim Hof, who I think is pretty much a household name for anyone who has any inclination towards health or, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. So, you know, he was known for his uh, 26 Guinness world records, um, an ability uh, of mind over matter, an ability to, you know, harness the power of the will and uh, shift your body. And I dealt with and have dealt with and continue, um, honestly, at times to deal with some severe stuff with health. Like, I think everyone has their own journey, like uh, of, of bliss or difficulty in their body. I know you understand that as a health coach, you've mm-hmm. worked with people who are just trying to step into deeper levels of peak performance and people who maybe have autoimmune disease and you have your own story there as well, or people who are cha- are being faced with tremendous challenges. Uh, some of them, not by necessarily their own doing, um, some of them, yes, because of poor habits, but some people just literally uh, have been dealt an interesting hand and mm-hmm. they're trying to optimize their life and get into remission and get into optimized health. And that's a lot of my journey. I've learned a lot through uh, distress and trauma. Um, but just continuing to stand in a relationship with God and choose love and choose victory versus uh, victimhood mm-hmm. uh, makes all the difference. Um, so that's a little bit like, again, I, you know, I um, just teach in mind body optimization. Like I've decided to carve into that niche within Christendom or the kingdom. Uh, so the kingdom health podcast, So I, while I do help people uh, of all types, uh, you know, humanity as a whole, different spiritual bents or different health bents, my focus a lot is the body of Christ and um, bringing unity into the body. And uh, as a macrocosm, we see that many members in whom Christ is the head and the microcosm, which actually I think is the macrocosm too, is the body, our physical body. So bringing unity within the physical body in which Christ is the head and therefore revealing uh, the fullness of our manifestation of sonship, right? Um, And that can start with extremely practical measures that we can take. Um, There's very mystical uh, um, implications Mm -hmm. to things Mm -hmm. like uh, sonship or the full manifestation of transformation or transfiguration, but there's just very practical steps that I think are preliminary that we can take to first develop a connection with our mind and with our body. So we understand we have one, you know, and we understand the subtleties that move within them, you know, and what better way to do that than optimizing your health and getting to know yourself more. So, yeah. Man, a lot of forks, you know, we could go down there, but um, one thing that came to my mind is you were talking there and, and, you know, after I share this, I've got a question I'm really curious about. Um, but you mentioned one time about the body, specifically the spine. And, and, you know, I've done some research on chiropractic as well, too, because it was something that really, really interested me at a certain point. My, uh, my godfather, his name was Mark Burdell. He passed away about two years ago from a car accident injuries. And, um, he was, I call him my godfather because of the fact that he wasn't like from birth called my godfather, but he was the man who paid the path for me to, um, building a relationship with Christ. Right. He would, he was just, um, I met him at the gym. 
uh, through cold calls and we built a great friendship and he would just pray over me, invite me to church and kind of start that journey. But through chiropractic, he taught me something that really sparked my interest. And that is just being when, when man has knowledge of the spine, he has knowledge of the whole body. Right. And through that, I know I've heard you coin some terms like the rod of God with the spine. And, and I think I heard you, you know, right now, just talk about the body being a tuning fork, you know, for the spirit. I think that is so cool, man. I haven't heard that put in that way before, but you know, as we dive in deeper and understanding this experience that Jesus Christ chose to walk through, which was to be in the flesh. And we choose to optimize and walk in the flesh to the fullest, um, not necessarily operating from a, you know, pursuing the flesh over the spirit, right. But an intertwining of seeing how we can optimize these together to where we flow with the spirit in this flesh experience here in our meat suits on earth and not, you know, make it something to where we condemn it and say, Hey, life is terrible until we get to heaven, you know, being in a body just sucks, but saying, actually, how can we make this heaven on earth? How can we, you know, bring heaven into our, into the natural, um, so that way when we do transcend, you know, and, and we die, it's, it's, it's more so just, just one step rather than a big, you know, leap and, and we're not used to it, to this whole new experience. So I love that when it comes to the body, I really do believe that. And, and, you know, it sparked my interest when you started talking about the autoimmune issue, because I didn't realize it until a couple months back that, um, I actually had an autoimmune issue too. I was talking and sharing with, um, one of my coaches about, uh, having, double knee surgeries before the age of 21. You and I may have talked about this a couple of times, um, but just for, you know, clarity's sake, the, the uh, cartilage in my knees ended up getting a lack of blood flow there. So my body was literally like, you know, just saying, hey, we're just going to restrict life from flowing into your joints and, and the cartilage would die, chip away, form these um, pieces of shrapnel that would kind of get stuck within the joint capsule. They would get stuck like in the right above the knee is the super patellar pouch. Um, you know, so they would get lodged in there and cause massive inflammation right above the knee, um, kind of like a rock and a gear. Right. And I couldn't move my leg except through, I remember being a personal trainer at the time. And I would felt the pains all the way since being 14 years old, but you know, I was 19 or 21 cause I had, um, the surgeries about two years apart each knee. And, uh, I remember just being a personal trainer, training clients and my leg would lock up like a peg leg. And through that, the only way I could bring it back to normality was through small micro contractions of my quad and my hamstring, you know, just kind of sitting on the ground and doing little quick pulses or isometrics to just kind of get blood moving through the whole body. And I didn't really realize that it was, you know, literally my body was saying, Hey, we're just not going to do a regular function there. Um, and so it brought me into, you know, my own journey of just understanding what is an autoimmune, um, issue and, and, you know, how does it look like to steward that? So, it, you know, I'm really curious about your own experience with that, because I know there's a lot of people with autoimmune issues, um, right now, two of them are right here on the podcast, right? It's like, what's been your experience with that walking through that? And even just the perspective of keeping, you know, a heavenly heart posture, throughout that as well, too, because I think there's a lot, you know, um, I, I think that's an area that, that would be really cool to see, um, you know, a conversation, what that looks like to walk through that with Jesus Christ. I'd love to hear your perspective there, man. Yeah, no, right on. Yeah. And uh, you were mentioning, um, you know, the scepter of righteousness or the rod of God, the spinal column, you know, when I came 
into Christendom and was listening to uh, different scriptures or different uh, sermons or reading the scripture, I always understood that as the spine. Although it is very, um, you know, if you don't have a background there, you wouldn't connect it typically unless it was by revelation. But we see, you know, like when we are the expression of God and his authority and authenticity in creation, that means that we are the scepter. And then the scepter, if you look at the spinal column, is the powerhouse. And it is the, it is the movement in which electricity uh, and so many different other movements happen in our physical body, basically how we're energized and, and how that connects with every aspect of our body and movement and so on and so forth. So just understanding that, you know, uh, is, is kind of a really cool, uh, a really cool connection. I think for people who are listening to the podcast, like, wow, like, because it can cause you to then look at your body uh, in a more fearfully and wonderfully, like wonderful way and all way understanding that okay you are the scepter of righteousness you are how god expresses his justice his love uh in creation and not just like from a philosophical uh standpoint but from a physiological standpoint from matter because oftentimes we understand we have to move by faith but when we move by faith and it impacts matter it increases our faith right when we see physical manifestations of that which we believe it obviously like it multiplies our faith and it, it confirms or encourages. So understanding that your physical body is an expression of authority and then looking at the spinal column, say, just looking it up like mm -hmm. in Google and looking at the image and understanding, like, okay, this is, this is how, this is the, you know, the, the rod or the scepter of righteousness of the Lord. I am. Mm -hmm. And um, it changes some things. Okay. You know, it's and you really deep there, but we'll just stay in there real yeah, you know, um, it's it's fascinating because for Moses to be able to perform amazing miracles and to you know uh, just be exampling right the power of God, he had to use a rod, right? Mm -hmm. He used a staff, and it's so fascinating as we talk about this. It's like that staff has actually been placed inside of our spine. Mm -hmm. And as our spine and through that, you know, the electricity that, that goes through nerve endings and, and just the, the whole nervous system, the spine being the center of it. It's, it's so fascinating that energy is literally flowing through us on a physical level. Yeah. Now with the spirit of God inside of us, it's like that rod that Moses had that he could split the sea, you know, perform magic, you know, amazing miracles through Christ, you know, with the Holy Spirit living inside of us through the New Testament experience that we're still walking through, right? Like that rod quite literally lives inside of us. Like our physio, our physiology has the power to do some crazy freaking things, man. I love that image you painted there. And I just kind of wanted to add that for, to kind of create a cool picture for people listening in. It's a good connection for sure. It's a lovely connection. Um, it moved from external um, to internal. And that's what we love about uh, Christ and his coming, uh, God become, becoming man, dwelling amongst us, becoming flesh, and it brought uh, the intrinsic internal kingdom within heaven within dynamic yeah. that we see was without or external um, throughout the patriarchs and the fathers of the faith. They longed to see our day. They longed to see the power of God internalized and expressed um, in this way. So it's really beautiful. I love that. Um, yeah. You know, you'll have to um, get my brother, uh, Dr. Neil Bolchandani, D.C., 
on your Kingdom Health podcast at some point, I can talk to him about that or you can connect with him. And I think that'd be a really good, uh, really good uh, interview as well. Yeah, we could even um, do a trio, you know, have the three of us hop on here. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's world-renowned, uh, very incredible at what he does. But yeah, the autoimmunity factor, um, you know, I'm still, you know, I, I think there's some really defined parameters on what autoimmunity is. I'm not purely convinced of it, but I'm still learning. Yet there is some dynamic at play and that we see there is a level of self-attack, right? So we see that, you know, our body is coming into war with its own tissue or its own, you know, makeup in some shape, way or fashion. So for instance, for me, um, you know, uh, it was in 2014 that I had this crazy experience where silver, you know, we all, uh, some people had cavities and some people got fillings. And in my day, now I'm 35, uh, when I was younger, they used to do a lot of silver fillings. Okay. And now a silver filling typically is a mercury amalgam filling. And those fillings are highly toxic. Okay, so like what they put in the mouth or what they put in those silver fillings are, are, you know, is a highly toxic amount of mercury, which can perforate the gut lining and cross the blood brain barrier and cause different neurological implications. Now, um, usually they're secure in the mouth and they're in place and they only emit a certain level of vapor every time you brush your teeth or every time you eat, which is still could be catastrophic to some people and can actually be an underlying cause of some of the symptoms they may be experiencing if they have silver fillings. And I'm not going to go too deep into this, but if you do, and if this is like comes to your attention now, as you're listening to this, find a holistic or biological dentist in your area. Okay. And just Google that and find somebody and talk to them because the ordinary dentist won't uh, have an understanding there, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so I had an experience where that cracked, uh, one of them cracked in my mouth. Okay. Oh, wow. And I remember the metallic substance, like coming down my throat. And I remember just like, wow, this is not good. And obviously trying to clear my mouth, rinse it. Um, and then scheduling an appointment to go see um, a dentist ASAP urgent. And then when I was there, that dentist had no understanding of this. And this proceeded to drill the rest out of the mouth without any preventative measures. Uh, which if you go to a holistic or biological dentist, a dentist who understands this, they'll take like three or four preventative measures of uh, filtration to make sure no mercury goes back into your system. Okay. So that happened. And then within two weeks, I was, went from, you know, at any moment being able to climb a mountain to not being able to walk to a mailbox without extreme fatigue. Wow. And then Two weeks into that, I lost every single strand of hair on my body. Wow. But my body just shed all of its hair. And that was very like, it was, it was a very huge challenge to endure. It wasn't just the, uh, you know, superficial. It wasn't just hair, but it was like my whole inner world and energetics were challenged as well as my physical appearance. And I went from looking one way to looking a completely different way. And 
that really was like a, a, a challenge to my identity. We all talk about identity and we form that in Christ, understand we're loved and understand like we are the children and the Elohim. We walk with God. We're secure in his love. But then when you're faced with something like that, you know, you have all these insecurities potentially come up and maybe you don't truly love yourself unconditionally. Like maybe you truly don't see yourself uh, through the right lenses. And I had to work on that. I had to, uh, you know, I remember this book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And I remember sitting in like just a meditative posture. And now I was a huge student of meditation, like within my walk with God. Uh, he, he told me through union with me, everything else will flow. So from when I came into the kingdom, I was spending so much time in meditation, which we see all throughout scripture, just stilling the mind, stilling the body, entering into the kingdom and so on and so forth. So now when this happened, I would just go into that same place and I would just practice lo loving myself, you know, um, understanding that there was a war happening in my body that was classified as an auto autoimmune condition which was triggered by environmental triggers and predisposition in the family. You know, I have a family that has a predisposition to various autoimmune diseases or disorders. And then there's so many other things. Okay. So it triggered that, that, that trauma um, triggered a reaction and my body began to mistake its own tissue as a foreign object and attack it, which was the hair follicle and other internal Mm -hmm. uh, systems. So the parallel, just to kind of bridge it to, to like something of else, the parallel is uh, when I was speaking, like later I would start a, you know, I would start a business and what people consider a ministry and I would be speaking around the world. And the one main thing for one year I was really charged with was helping um, administrate unity in the body through the understanding of autoimmunity. So we have a lot of attack going on in the body. We have a lot of dishonor towards other members of the body. And therefore we have many cells attacking its own cells. We have the, you know, we have the body, it's attacking itself. You know what I mean? And we need it to learn shalom. We need it to learn uh, non-judgment and love and unity so that we can come and become the one new man, right? We can become come up into the full stature of sons and daughters of Elohim. And so one of the biggest things that needs to be solved is the sickness of autoimmunity. And Paul was talking about this. Paul said, you know, discern the Lord's supper correctly. Many amongst you are ill, sick, and dying because you haven't discerned the Lord's supper. But what he's saying is you haven't discerned one another correctly because we are the body of Christ. So the body broken, you know, it's like we are the body and we haven't discerned one another correctly. Therefore, many of us are sick, right? Because we're hurting ourselves. So we're, we're causing an autoimmune reaction, right? And so once we can heal and become one and learn to love one another, that doesn't mean we always agree with one another. It just means we, we, we choose to love one another and all of these things. And it doesn't mean that things aren't tested and things aren't judged right like prophecies being judged or different things like that it just means that we seek to approve a matter versus disprove a matter first if you're seeking to disprove you're seeking an autoimmune reaction if you're seeking to approve you're looking to develop health in the body mm -hmm. and so that's a little bit of a parallel and so you know again going back to like just the physicality too of 
I lost all the hair on my body. I lost my energy. I had to learn to love myself. And as I learned to do that and minister to myself through tears and through agony and through all this stuff, I began to um, experience, I would say, the spirit of God within my physical body like never before, because I was learning to love my body. And as I began to love my body, it opened up, it opened up the gates within my body like never before for the flow of the spirit of God and the flow of the Holy Spirit within it to move. And as that began to happen, like it really changed my life. Like I stepped into crazy levels of energy, not necessarily getting all my hair back at first and still don't have it. Although I've tapped into intentional remission at times. Yeah. I've seen your, your hair had grown back at certain points. Yeah. Yeah, it had. And you know, that's a whole nother story about something that I've been enduring the last 14 months. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's hard, you know, like chronic dis-ease within the body is, is very difficult, very traumatic. And like, I know with the thing with the knee, like that would be cons- consistently experiencing that would be so draining, so difficult, but then finding solutions, so liberating and getting mm-hmm. through it. So um, so yeah, so experiencing that, um, and then learning some modalities and methodologies, training with some individuals to cause intentional remission within the body to regrow my hair, um, happened and it was really awesome and really liberating. Um, and then, you know, experiencing a severe stressor and trauma again, that caused all those gains to go away. It was very humbling. And that, that was about 14 months ago. So I've been going through quite the journey in the physical body, but, you know, I'm learning lessons from it every day. And, you know, in, instead of becoming a victim, I'm taking these things and learning them and storing them in my wheelhouse of understanding. Sometimes we can learn the mind-body connection in a place of health and bliss. And sometimes we learn it in a place of trauma and dis-ease within the body. And both can be highly valuable teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to deal with, I'm, deal, I'm doing better dealing with my DNA. So then when, when my wife and I choose to have children, they would understand the mind-body connection through a place of bliss, not a place of dis-ease like I have, right? So hopefully my liberation, my work will pass on epigenetically to their blood, to their bodies, to their emotions, to where they don't have the same experiences that I had and I had to go through to get to where I am, right? And that's what we're doing generationally, building a new biome, a new biophysical, you know, a, a, you know, psychobiology or psychosomatic record for our, mm-hmm. our lineage, right? So, yeah. Man, that's so cool. I love what you mentioned there about epigenetics, you know, and if you guys listening in aren't quite familiar with what that is, it's basically our ability to, um, you know, co-work with the creator to create some new awesome things going on within our, our DNA. You know, it's, it's like the difference between, um, let's say you were raised in a family that was, um, obese and you didn't play any sports or you weren't very athletic, you know, you could carry that into your children. Or if you made a massive transformation at the age of like 16, 17 and said, Hey, or even 40, you know, like, um, and, and you choose to have kids after these transformations where you decide I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to build some muscle. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to make this body something strong and filled with vitality and the ability to be able to, um, withstand pressure of all different kinds, right? The truest definition of strength. Um, you can change your genetic record. It's, it's 
you know, epigenetics is, is really the term for it because genetics is more so what you walk in with. Epigenetics is what you give with what you got. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's such a cool conversation on what you mentioned there. That's, that's what I was thinking. And then you said it, I'm like, that's, that's rock solid, man. I, I really like that. Um, you know, and I know today we want to kind of keep things around that 45 minute timeline here. So I could, um, I'll first off say, man, thank you for sharing that experience. You know, I didn't know that about the uh, mercury feeling and stuff like that. So that was cool. Just like to even kind of get a picture of it. Cause I had been wondering, I'm like, I wonder what the, the first like piece was. So that was really fascinating to hear that. I've actually got one uh, right there. And I've had that thought in my head because um, I'm not sure if you know who Elliot Hulse is. You may know who he is. Um, really famous, strong man. I got the chance to interview him like maybe two years ago. He's the guy who first got me into um, into becoming a personal trainer. He was um, kind of like a father figure online. The guy's got like 2 million followers on, on both his YouTube channels. And um, it's really cool. He's actually um, went from the Baha'i faith to um, Christianity around the same time that, um, you know, I met Christ, which was very cool. He's fallen into the, um, not fallen, but he has chosen the path of, um, kind of Catholicism. And so there's even seen some of the, um, Catholic mysticism and some of the stuff he talks about. Cause he's, um, used to be not sure how he is now, like really big on the chakras and stuff like that. And there's even a conversation about chakras to be made with the armor of God, but we'll just kind of leave that as a seed to, uh, <laughs> talk about it another time. But, um, what is really interesting um, about what you shared there is like the physiological practices. And I know you've trained with Wim Hof and um, there's probably a lot more things that um, we can talk about, but I think it would be a good way to kind of finalize things on, on this first part here is, you know, sharing a little bit of some of the practical tools because you shared a great thing there on how to be able to just walk with a perspective that is going to, um, you know, keep you always recognizing that the spirit of Christ is inside you, the healer, all strength can come from within, even from a, a physically weak moment, you can be energized and revitalized when you truly tap into these pathways. Um, you know, my experience with my knees, I found out, yeah, it's really cool. You know, I, I experienced massive healing, for instance, from, um, a man praying for me over the phone shortly after becoming saved about three years ago. But I would still feel twinges of pain afterwards if I trained incorrectly, right? Mm. And so I think a lot of this, um, especially when it comes to overcoming what is classified, you know, in the medical industry as autoimmune issues, but, you know, it's really just things going on in the body of different types. I think Christ can come in and perform massive healing on those. Mm -hmm. Conversation also comes in on two things. Are you okay with it being slow healing is the Mm -hmm. first one. That's a whole nother topic. I got the chance to talk about that at KRC. And that was a really fun topic. Um, they'll probably dive in on a little bit more in this, in the podcast. But the second thing being, um, if you do receive that massive healing, do you have the technique or the skill set to steward it and right. make sure you don't revert back to where you were? Like, for instance, um, I posted today on my um, social media, two exercises, calf raises and tibialis raises. Uh, for the lower leg. One of the things that transformed my knee pain from, you know, like I said, I experienced the difference between like having massive knee pain daily um, and kind of going from that five to eight out of 10 after my second knee surgery fluctuating to the most I ever get now is like a one, two or three. And and to be honest, it's because I was just stupid and trained with bad form because it was like a new exercise Mm -hmm. or I forgot to do my practices. 
they keep all the the pain away and are like my stewardship practices. But, you know, today I dropped tibialis raises and calf raises because training my lower leg is one of the ways I've found that's really stewards to cushion the knee with so much support and strength that even if something was to come that would cause issues in them, you know, that strength and that kind of like, um, you know, what we talked about there, what you talked about with the body attacking itself, the body of Christ, you know, and I thought that was such a beautiful analogy with autoimmune disorders in the body of Christ. Um, you know, it's making sure that the body's actually supporting rather than attacking, right. It's got that foundation there. So that's one thing I do like for my knee. I'm curious if you found, um, and I know you have, but I just want to hear them like some practices on this stewardship in your own experience, um, to, to dive into some physical practices there. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, there's so much we can get into here. And, um, you know, from matter to matter, you know, changing things matter to matter or changing the thing, changing things, mind matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, energetics versus movement physically, there's just so many different topics. I know that kind of sounds vague, but we'll get into it maybe in another time. Mm-hmm. But even with, like you had mentioned, the filling, there are times where I saw, you know, because this was so difficult for me to go through and it caused so much distress, I would then in the miraculous realm begin to convert people's silver fillings to teeth or gold or something. And we were seeing such like, you know, in my workshops or in uh, conferences or whatever, and just in front of people's eyes, you would see them turn from silver to gold or back to the regular tooth and everything like that. So I speak that over your tooth, uh, your filling. And then for individuals who are listening, uh, just put your, your hand, put your like finger around that area, like in your jaw and just receive by faith. And we just want to welcome the spirit of God to begin to move in the heavenly realms and the angels to begin to move and to create new substances, create new, wholesome, holistic, beautiful substances in these mouths where there was uh, a toxin, let there be a, an elixir of life implanted within that space and let it convert in Jesus, in your name, Yeshua. So I pray that blessing over the mouth right on and you know in terms of practices there's so many um you know i have an upcoming program called momentous it's something that i did last year and something that i think i'm going to do yearly Mm -hmm. at least once for the start of the year and it's a 21 day experience where we generate momentum for a transformative year right and the theme of this one is momentous rest. So it'll be a lot on developing dynamics of rest because of specifically also what I've been facing the last uh, year, just over a year. Whereas a lot of the other modalities I would do that that were a use stress or a hormetic stress, meaning a positive stressor, I've had to not do. And I've had to just shift and do things that are highly parasympathetic that that induce rest because of being in a hyper stress state with what i'm dealing with in my physical body already i don't want to step into uh use stress or hormetic stress naturally or right now so what are some really cool things that you can do that can help 
cause you to manage maybe chronic stress, okay, or manage or dampen stress, all right? And not all stresses are equal. Stress can be a good thing. Stress mm -hmm. can be an energetic dynamic that you can shift into righteousness, okay? But what I'm seeing, like what I'm dealing with right now is say like, say you're in a, a very stressed state due to a physical ailment. Now, how can you shift into a parasympathetic state or do things that can allow you to be at a deeper place of rest so you don't get pushed into um, too much of a, a stressor cortisol adrenaline release, which could exacerbate symptoms or disease even more, okay? So one of the things in the modalities that I've been trained in and I hold certification in is, is in breath, right? Now, how do we begin to utilize our breath Okay, to be able to shift our mind and our body unto a space of shalom. Okay, and we can simply do that by going ahead and taking a deep breath in right now, in through the nose. A deep breath, not a loud breath, but a, just a deep, comprehensive breath through the belly, through the chest, all the way up into the head, and then a lengthened breath out through the nose. Okay, and for some of you, it may be easier to go out through the mouth for a long breath out, you can do that. It's more optimally to come in and out through the nose, but just do what you can. I'm not gonna get into mechanics too much. So you just take a breath in. And as you breathe in, you're comprehensively breathing in. You're not breathing just shallow. You're breathing with the whole body. And then as you come to the top of the breath, the top of the head, in a sense, you begin to let go of that breath slowly. And as you begin to let go of that breath slowly, you begin to cause a parasympathetic response, a rest and relaxation response within the body. Okay. And there's so many different dynamics here, but it's just causing rest. And so if you can shift your breath, you can then shift your nervous system, which is the spinal column, the rod of God. You can then shift energy displacement in the body. If you're in a sped up state or a chronically stressed state, that's causing shallower breathing and more breath, like, like, constant, like, you know, uh, several breaths, you know, per minute versus slowing it down. You can, you can change your, you can change your state quite significantly. Mm -hmm. So just through that, like, and I, I love to connect it within our relationship with God, because our father, whom is the air that we breathe, we turn into you, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. A different rendition of the, our father is our father, whom is the air that we breathe, we turn into you. So taking your breath into an intimate exchange within your union with God, something that you do autonomously by the autonomic nervous system, something that you do all the time, but bring it in, into a relationship with God, obviously can strengthen that union even more. So you see, there's so much we can talk about. That's just one modality is get a hold of your breath whenever you're in a hyper stress state or whenever you're very sped up. And sometimes being sped up is not bad. Okay, trust me, like we can use those states, all right? And sometimes we need to generate that type of energy to get some things done, okay? Sometimes, all right? But sometimes we see that a majority of the populace is living in a sympathetic sped up state, not like necessarily a balanced state, all right? The sympathetic is good, but we're not supposed to just always be on that throttle. You know, mm -hmm. we need to slow down and we need to learn how to live from a place of rest. So in the momentous experience in this 21 days, it starts January 9th, 29th, goes mm -hmm. for 21 days. I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to be instructing 
dynamics of rest and really getting people within what we consider the seat of rest so that the year cannot be a hustle, but it can be a highly fruitful year situated in the place of rest, situated in the place of peace, right? And so there, um, so yeah. Love that, man. I remember, um, you know, as we wrap things up here, um, I think that would be a great way to kind of talk about how people can at least uh, start to get plugged into your stuff since we don't have the next podcast at least planned. You know, there might be some space in between. So people might be uh, fiending for a little taste of a rune, you know, uh, in the meantime, before the next one. Um, Momentous, I'll, I'll just share real quick on, on you know, a rune's project with that. I joined in that um, last year in january i believe and or it might have been january it might have been march i can't remember um which round i i hopped in on i remember there was one that i wanted to join but just at that time i wasn't able to join and then i got in that second round and um it was just such an awesome experience for myself i think it was the first exposure um to where i really dived into cold exposure i remember using it as like um i posted a picture in the facebook group i i hopped into a um, a stream that was like in the middle of the snow in Sedona. And it was just such a peaceful, like, and kind of what you talked about there, almost like a, a caffeinating experience, even though there was no caffeine involved in it. You know, I may have had some that day, but um, it was a very energizing experience just hopping in there and, and just felt so awesome. That day, my, um, my wife and I proceeded to have one of the best days we've ever had, went to the Grand Canyon, had an amazing um, you know, date night that evening. And it was just so such a powerful um, catalyst for the day, um, to be able to explore that. And also, you know, learning the breath techniques on how to not freak out when you get into the water was, uh, really cool too. And, um, you know, that was, uh, one of my first exposures to, to breath work besides I downloaded the Wim Hof app beforehand, but I think with breath and you can probably appreciate this. It's like the more ways you can understand how to do it. It's like the more fun it can become. It's kind of like, squatting or push-ups or pull-ups it's like oh you can do weighted pull-ups you can do slow pull-ups you can do assisted you can do jumping you can do muscle-ups right clapping pull-ups there's a bunch of different ways to do it so it's kind of that same um section with breath right learning from you there um built upon that you know kind of small foundation i'd have with wim hof and then another cool book that has really helped out with that is a multi-orgasmic man and, and learning some techniques from that one as well too um but yours was like the first real experience that got me actually consistent in training with it so if you guys are you know interested in that type of thing highly recommend it those meditations man freaking love those are you and tanner planning to make uh any more of those or are those original ones going to be included in this uh in this experience yeah i'll include the original ones in the experience yeah. and then i'm sure tanner and i will uh, uh team up to create another one that'd be really awesome yeah yeah he made um so arun and tanner um who tanner's an awesome guy that um you know works hand in hand with arun on on a few different things he came out and did worship for us during the kingdom health conference and was just an awesome presence there man like tanner's just always smiling and he's just like you feel safe when tanner's in the room it's like, it's, it's so fascinating. Like, I think that's the best word. Like you just feel safe when Tanner's in the room. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So he, they did a great job with creating the only to my knowledge. And this is just what I know. Um, like Christ centric breathwork meditations. I think, um, I can't remember his name. Um, but the founder of Ruach, um, yeah. probably has, mm-hmm. um as well too. I saw he was doing a Christ centric meditation course <clears throat> certification that I might, um, end up hopping into. I think there's some prereqs that I have to do first before diving into that one, but that caught my interest. Yeah. Um, but he's yours excellent. Is- he's a good friend. He's on my board and he is, um, 
top tier. I'd highly recommend Taylor's work. And, uh, Taylor Remington. Taylor Remington. Um, his book, uh, An Introduction to Christian Meditation, is mm -hmm. very good for individuals who are looking for a beginner's guide to get into and understand biblically. He's a high-level academic as well, so it really is uh, but it's very easily uh, digestible and readable, but it gives a basis for meditation throughout scripture, throughout Christendom and application, you know, via breath and via other modalities uh, that we see that Christ practiced and we see practice throughout the scripture. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend his book. And then his, he has a meditation course and uh, also yeah, uh, Tanner, uh, Tanner Krenz. He's, yeah, you mentioned him. He, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. He assists me in a lot of things. And um, he created a meditation too for momentous. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, I think there's, there's a lot, there's people coming out of the woodwork right now that are really bringing a freshness to union and to meditation and to methodologies that help yield deeper degrees of transformation um, and thus interconnection with the Holy Spirit, Jesus and the Father through um, exercising the physical body in different ways, right? Like yourself yeah. and what you're doing and what your wife is doing. So we see, um, you know, again, many different members, you know, coming in and tackling different angles to bring, you know, a level of holistic uh, wholeness to the body, the physical body, but also the interconnectivity of the soul and the spirit. Um, so it's, it's this beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to come on for a part two in the future. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, it's always an honor and always a privilege uh, just connecting with you and doing stuff with you. Absolutely, man. It's always so fun to be able to hop in on these with you, dude. Um, so I'll include a link to Momentus down in the comments. Unionflow.com is your website as well, too, for people to be able to uh, check out your, your goods. Yeah, unionflow.com. It's dated, but if you click any type of program, it should link you to uh, the Momentus experience as well. So yeah, check it out. Uh, you know, you'll check out the link that Patrick puts in there. Um, and yeah, that'll get you connected in. Yeah. I'll make sure to include his, uh, socials as well too, down there. So you guys can, uh, can check that out and keep up with what he's doing. So Rune, thank you so much for hopping on here, man. Excited to dive in to part two. I, I had on my agenda to, uh, ask you a ton since I'm doing world carnivore month right now. In oh January. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, your experiences there and, and even, you know, kind of hearing some stories from the mountaintop with Wim Hof, but you know, those will just be some things that we, uh, we yeah. dive into. We can do, you know, we're, we're buddies. I mean, we can do several parts. This could be yeah. part one of many. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into those topics next time. Absolutely, man. All right. Take care, bro. All right. Take care.